welcome to The Recovery Factor, where we discuss all things related to high performance in life and sport. From the benefits of better sleep to emerging recovery techniques and everything in between. We also talk about things we love with people that inspire us. There will always be tips and tricks on how you can reduce stress, improve your sleep, and give yourself the love you deserve. Small things done with consistency will reap the greatest returns. Thanks for listening. In this first episode, I'm joined by Clint Pratch and Melissa Gose-Sinclair as we sit down to talk about mental health. How we manage our own mental health, our struggles with it, and some tips and resources that might be helpful to others. We hope that by talking about our mental health, we can show that this is something that we all deal with and that asking for support is not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength. I'm absolutely stoked to have you guys here today. You're both so inspiring in your own ways. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Mel? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, Where do I start? Uh, So I guess uh, being on here, uh, why I'm involved in endurance and mental health is um, I've been running ultra marathons uh, for the past uh, almost seven years. I've always been an athlete, but shifted into that sport. Um, most recently did a hundred kilometer run here in the Okanagan, uh, to raise funds for the Canadian mental health association. Um, just really seeing how much, um, 2020 of course, but there's always been mental health out there. And I think this is just really amplified, um, how many people are struggling and how many people also don't know where to go. Um, or I have, um, shame around it, or how do I approach this when someone comes to me with a mental health issue? So, um, 2020 was a challenging year for myself too, uh, with it. And, um, so I just wanted to do something about it. And I get asked a lot, um, how do you train for ultra marathons? Like, like how do you run 330 kilometers or, or whatever it is? And, um, a lot of times us athletes will go straight to the physical side. Um, which is a big part of it. But, um, you know, the mental training side is just as important, if not more important, um, I would say, in, like, the sports. So uh, that's what's brought me here today. Awesome. And Clint? And me? Uh, Gosh, where to start? Uh, I've been running marathons for I don't know how long now. I've been doing the 100-kilometer for mental health here coming up. Oh, that's not me. That's you. (laughs) Not wrong notes. Sorry. <laughs> Blacked out there. Uh, just regurgitating. No, uh, uh, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is, is dad. When I think about myself, I'm a dad first, and then uh, the rest of it is after that. And uh, But when it comes to mental health, uh, just like anyone, struggle with it personally, and then try to help people. I, myself, like to get involved in projects and individuals individual projects with people to help them with their mental health uh the company i work for right now uh is big into helping uh people with mental health issues and um i that's that's really not a good way of putting it because we all have issues with mental absolutely absolutely but uh coping uh, help people cope with mental health. And I think CMHA, which we both uh, uh, like to like to help out uh, often, um, is a big part of what the charities that I'm that I'm involved in. And yeah, I'm just uh, I'm a big advocate for for its advocacy in in the world. Uh, we want to uh, I'm speaking for Mel, I feel like we're one person. Um, 
I want to get involved with uh, helping people with, with uh, their mental health struggles. Excellent. Um, so, you know, I, I know like this last year, 2020, has uh, been an absolute challenge for, for everybody out there. Um, we've all kind of had our own individual struggles and, and internal struggles and uh, isolation, I believe, has, has played a, a huge part in that. Um, you know, um, so Clint, um, kind of going back to your background a little bit, what motivated you to get into the fitness world? I mean, you've been in fitness world for uh, a fairly long time. I don't want to age you. Um, the gray in your beard is, uh, uh, is, is telling us a lot, enough as it is. But, um, you know, what was, the, what was the motivation? I saw some young pictures of you on a spin bike okay. recently, and I was totally floored. We had a long discussion as to whether or not it was actually you. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been in the fitness industry for uh, quite some time. been a personal trainer for, I don't know, 20 years, coming up on 20 years now, maybe even longer, geez. Uh, so um, I'm obviously, I started when I was nine, so, you know, 29 years old. Um, but no, uh, when it comes to fitness and mental health, I think that that, that combination is really, really positive. Uh, fitness can really help someone's mental health, uh, again, struggle, um, just, and it's just right there. I mean, it's just, it's funny if you have a able body and it's just right there for you and it's just trying to get my whole mantra I think for the past 20 years is trying to get people to move and uh, understanding its value and and not getting stuck in uh, uh, whether it be a cosmetic goal or uh, something that's just so like maybe short term and understand its value on on a mental health scale and uh, make it something that's a lifestyle and that's whether it be personal training group training spin class everywhere that I am it's kind of been an innate thing, and only these last four or five years have I come to know that that's really what I'm about is helping people with with mental health, and uh, it's been uh, it's been a fun journey, and it's uh, um, I like being involved in it. And most people, upon hearing the term ultra marathon. Mm. their eyes have tendency to roll back into their head and go. They're all insane, right? Um, for, lack for lack of a better term, I know it. Not not you know PC. Not exactly PC, <laughs> considering the topic that we're we're focusing on today. But um, you know, given the the challenge that that um, that represents, most people would would look at that as being that's just an insane target. What motivates an individual to say, you know what? I'm going to run 300 kilometers. Good question. Um, there is multiple factors, I think, that play into that. But there is, I would say, a top two for me. Um, and it goes along the mental side of it. I uh, have always been into self-growth and self-help books and, and all of that. But to really do the work is a whole other game. And um, ultra marathon running for me has always been more mental than physical. Um, and I'd be lying to say it's, you know, physical training um, isn't a big part of it. Of course it is. Uh, you're pushing your body, but your mind's going to give up before 
your body uh, will. And it's every time we've heard that famous quote, you know, mind over matter, and it, it's really true. But the amount I've learned about myself going through ultra marathons has just been, you know, mind blowing to me. Um, every single run I do or race I do, and I'm pushing my body to that point of I'm very vulnerable. You're out there, you know, by yourself sometimes, and you're just listening to the voices in your head and what's coming up for you. And am, am I negatively talking to myself a ton, right? And am I saying, Mel, you're not strong enough for this. You didn't train hard enough. You know, is that actually true? And starting to guess those, that's been one of the be- biggest tools for me is learning through ultra marathon running is this tool of when I'm getting down on myself to actually ask, is that true? Um, and a lot of times it's not, I don't know. I'm just making this assumption, but I've never ran this run before. I've never ran it on this day with this weather and this gear. So how can I say I'm not strong enough to run this when I've never done it before, right? That's never happened in life. And I'm setting myself up to beat myself down. Um, and so that's been, you know, whether it has been ultra marathon running or it's personal life or professional life, I've really had to use that tool and I've learned that tool through ultra running. Um, and that's been the biggest part for me. I mean, the community is amazing. Working towards a goal is huge. What it's done for my physical body, but more so the mental side has just been the biggest game changer for me, uh, with ultra running and, this also this concept secondly is impress yourself so not impress others not impress like anything like that and also the word impress when you get to sit there and you're like whoa it's not just a good job it's you take yourself back and you're like i just did that that is a huge fool and battery um filler uh, really quick. And it, it's about yourself. It's not about anyone else watching you or what you're up to. And that should be day to day. And again, that's something I've taken from ultra running and been able to apply to my personal life is, you know, it's not about how many Instagram likes you have or anything like that, because that's impressing other people. At the end of the day, I want to sit there and say, I go to bed and think, okay, I, I impressed myself today in work. It doesn't have to be a massive thing that I've accomplished, but the way I've handled myself, the way I've treated other people um, is, you know, something I'm proud of for me. And regardless of what other people think or regardless if they even know I did it, I can sit with myself in a silent room, no one else around and say, OK, I'm proud to be me. Um, and I've impressed myself in some sort of way. And ultra running has been that for me. It's OK, cool. Like, I can do this. What else can I do? What else have I limited myself in life? If, if I can run 300 kilometers through through a jungle right you know what else what else is out there absolutely it's like we you know we put these glass ceilings on ourselves a lot of times we put this blame right okay well lockdown so that's why i have this glass ceiling on myself or um my boss this is why i have this glass ceiling on myself or my family or friends right they and a lot of times it's actually it's a hard truth but it's actually you you're putting it on yourself you're not living to your full potential and it's hard right i'm not here to preach and say it's easy just go do it Um, but that's why the mental health side is so important is what are those self-limiting beliefs you're narrating to yourself all the time that is putting this glass ceiling on yourself and what would it look like to break through that Um, and what would it look like to every week or every year increase where that ceiling is and you think it is um, and test it i mean that's that's the cool stuff yeah, I think those are like two really fantastic, easily implemented 
conversation pieces that you can have with yourself, right? Like, I love that. In, impress yourself. Mm. You know, a lot of people, if you really think about it, and myself included, if I really thought about it, when was the last time I sat down after accomplishing something and went, damn, mm-hmm. that was me. That was amazing, you know, and it's that kind of that self-congratulations and that little bit of celebration that you get from being able to acknowledge to yourself that you've accomplished something like that. That will carry so much weight on the, in the, on the internal world yes. that we don't necessarily, uh, you know, give much thought to. It's just on to the next thing, on to the next thing, you know, done, on to the next thing. Um, so that little bit of celebration and uh, self-congratulation is, is, is amazing. So yeah, I really like that. And the simple question of, um, is this true? Is this true? Like, how do you feel when you question yourself like that, right? That's going to make you dig, dig a little bit deeper because, I mean, you can lie to yourself on, on the surface. Right. But that's a confrontational question for for you for you to have in in your own in your own mind um so yeah clint um thoughts on those two tips great i love that i'm going to use that impress yourself uh but i mean i could speak to the to the other other side because i think not everybody's going to get up and say well, yep, I'm going to go run 100K because, you know, I need to breast myself. Let's do this. It's not, it's not in the cards, right? No, uh, absolutely. Even, even 5K, even, mm-hmm. even there's so much stuff that's in the way of a lot of people. There's, 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 I think the rock around the building, you know, yeah. like is, is a, a stretch for some, totally. right? So it's not a matter of, you know, using ultra marathon as uh, um, but it's a the recommendation by any means. Well, it's a great but, example, though. You know, if somebody's able to go run 300K, is a three-minute walk really yeah. that far-fetched? Yeah. Regardless, I mean, that's obviously there's some, there's some physical, you, that that's perfect I mean. way to put so it. That's, that's why I love that's, impress. That's your You can impress one. yourself by doing, it's, you know, don't well, compare, but, impress. But uh, I think about depression, and depression is the root of so many mental health issues out there and depression is uh, a lot of it is is uncontrolled chemical imbalance and it's like okay I hear all this stuff I hear all this stuff it's like ugh. but what what can I do what can I do and I think it's in the world of impress is is the gratitude and it's like oh it's easier said than done having gratitude okay I can't do it I just can't have gratitude and I think it's like doing something doing something whether it is vacuuming your carpet and getting something done but then afterwards looking back at that and having some form of gratitude even if it's just the tiniest bit the tiniest bit of gratitude and that's why fitness like doing the walk around your house is or or going for a run or working out with weights or anything any kind of movement is the double-edged sword to that it's like you're doing something and you can give yourself gratitude for doing impressing yourself but now that chemical imbalance that you're fighting, well, your body has a way of fighting it for you when you do work out. The, you know, the endorphins that you will receive, a lot of the, the oxygen that you're going to give your body, your body is going to help you along this way. So the combination of that impressing yourself and the fact that your body's now feeling healthier is the way to start getting past 
not past because I don't think anybody really gets past depression, especially yeah. people with PTSD. It's just a journey. But getting yourself to a workable place for yourself and having uh, the experiences of life that you want. And I think that that's the combination of, of fitness and gratitude is the kind of the key that unlocks the door. Yeah. And, and that's, and that, I think that's a, a really good point is that um, anybody who's struggled with uh, mental health issues, and I, I think that's the majority of people, myself included, it's not a case of I'm cured. Never, Never a case of I'm cured. It's a case of I now recognize I have tools to manage those states to yeah. be able to live the life I want mm -hmm. instead of those states dictating the life I live. And I think that's a big key to being able to move forward and grow instead of allowing um, the depression to, to really take hold and, and kind of overrun. And I think to speak to that, to like when you're, I'm talking about the, the depths, you know, the darkness and, and getting yourself to make that choice, that's the tough spot That's there. where the work comes when in. That's yeah. where the uh, uh, support from, from CMHA or support from people in general. Uh, I say CMHA, it's community, but we're going worldwide with this, I'm sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, support it's... from mental health institutes all over the world. They're there. And just that, that step, that step might be the hardest step. I promise you it's a great step. Taking that step to reach out to, for that support and then, then this re the rest of the stuff will come. The rest of it's there. And then you get on this road, like, like Mel, just you get on this road and then it's not just gratitude, it's that next, I think impresses kind of, impresses that next level. And now you're, you're locked, you're just solid. You can be way more solid when you start to impress yourself. In, in strength training, sorry, to cut you yeah, off. no, finished, not at all. Man. Just finished my point. Uh, in strength training, they call it the transcendent rep, and when and that's kind of like in the world of impress is when you're when you're lifting something and you, you you're like you know what I don't in your head you're going I doubt I can get this up I don't know if I can and you say yes I'm gonna do I can and you do it and then you actually transform your body your body and mind into a new a new human every time you do that. And it's that aware, if you have some awareness of that, you'll crave it. You'll go after it. You won't stop. Every day will be like, I need my transcendent reps. I got to go get those. And it's just like, or, or like, I need to get on the road. I need to run. I need to, I need to get to a place where it's like. I was like, going to say that I transcendent rep doesn't necessarily need to no, always be lifting heavy stuff. Could be it could be as, as, as small as getting out of the house. Totally. Or making the phone call. We were talking about it a little bit earlier before we started recording um, about that, that most difficult step for a lot of people when it comes to um, dealing with or, or seeking support for um, their internal struggles is that phone call, yes. is reaching out to a loved one or a friend or somebody that they can talk to and just saying, look, I can't do this alone anymore. I need some help. Where can I go? Right. right? And um, I think that's where most people get stuck because they so. honestly believe they're alone and they're the only ones going through it because, and I can speak from experience, when I get into a deep, dark place, like you said, Clint, making a phone call, firing off a text, talking to anybody 
is the last thing I want to do, you know? And I know from experience, it should be the first thing I do, but it can take a day or two or three before I pick myself up (laughs) the back of my shirt and drag my ass out of this dark hole and go, no, you need to fucking talk to somebody. Um, And that's where organizations like CMHA are coming into play. Um, there's a new app that's been developed here in Kelowna called um, He uh, He Does Good or He Did Good. Um, I'll double check that. That'll uh, The link to it will go in the show notes. Um, but it's all about giving men in particular because we're, we're horrible with this shit because um, we're stronger. We, nobody needs to know yeah, what's going we're on weak. inside. We're, we're, not, we're not talking to anybody about that crap. Strong. Um, but it's, it totally focused on, um, helping men develop the habits to allow for a stronger internal environment. Um, and I kind of use that term instead of, um, uh, mental health struggles or depression or anything like that. We need to create a symbiotic internal mental environment like we do with our physical internal environment. If there's things that are off balance, our body is not going to be able to function the way we want it to. It's not going to be able to function at top level. So, you know, finding tools like um, this app and and accessing programs through Canadian Mental Health Association, I think is, is going to be the first step for a lot of people. And I think you make such a good point there with like, it, it, it is hard to reach out. And before you can even get there, it's, to work on, you know, if you want to call it an issue or a roadblock, is you have to acknowledge there's an issue or a roadblock. And so if you're listening to this at home and you're saying, I feel off, right? And that's the hard thing is I think it's so much, so important we start talking about mental health more because there's a stigma around it that really doesn't make any sense, right? It's I um, physically can see when someone broke their arm. So it's easy for me to go comfort them. Hey, let me grab that off the shelf for you. But someone struggling with mental health, whether it's PTSD or depression or whatever it is within it, you can hide it very well. And that's the one thing, you know, I'm losing a, a friend of suicide, I had no idea. You know, and it, it goes to show how much we can hide um, struggles with it. And, um, you know, we check into gyms or, or things like that. But how many people are checking in on social media to their counselor or therapist? And I can say going through that myself after um, a really bad car accident and, and working through PTSD, I, I had to, um, I, I realized the work there was way harder, but way more beneficial than my work at the gym. And that still is so important. Like I'm not saying, hey, give up that because that they go hand in hand. Like Clint was saying, there's this correlation you can't untie there. Um, you got to move your body and you start tapping into what are those voices in my head or you get to the physiological side of it right where those chemicals are changing in your body too but you know if you're sitting at home and and listening to this or wherever you are and if you're thinking to yourself yeah exactly i do my podcast in the bath bath? oh that'd be perfect um in the bath a glass of wine whatever it is (laughs) for you right now is it's okay to say, I think I am struggling. I think I did have a hard time. I think I, I'm, I'm not okay or I want to get better. 
um, and I don't know what's going on for me. And then making that reach out and, you know, whether you want to, you feel more comfortable to a friend or a family member, or you want to go somewhere like CMH or whatever is in your area to say, you know, I want to stay as anonymous as possible. I'm not at the area where I want to like own this, you know, with my name yet. That's absolutely fine too. Um, but I think it's just great. The more people are speaking out about this to say, hey, don't put me on a pedestal that everything in life's dandy for me. And it's been a breeze um, because, you know, I have struggled with it too and you know when you tell people you're open up about that they're like what really like I thought you had it all together and I'm like no like I still get affected by things nobody's alone in this nobody we all have it any anybody that you think has had like looks like they are all put together in the box you look I and I use Robin Williams Mm. as Mm. as kind of an example that everybody can relate to on screen he was the happiest man in the world. Yeah, missing that. And there's something that was missing so gravely that it ended up in, in suicide. Yeah. And he honestly, obviously felt that it wasn't something that he could talk to somebody about. And, I mean, you're looking at somebody who quite literally had all the resources in the world, right? When you, when you come in from a financial standpoint, he could have paid for... The best therapists he could have paid for the best drug therapies he could have paid for all of these things and still was unable to come to a better conclusion than than what happened right so um if anybody's ever thinking that you're sitting in your house and you're the only one struggling at this point in time understand that there are hundreds thousands if not more people out there struggling with very similar issues and um, probably people closer to you than than you know because mm-hmm. they're the ones that probably aren't going to be as open about it as as mm-hmm. um, we would hope yeah. right and that's part of having these conversations is to try and get rid of that stigma yes. because it shouldn't be something that you hide in your back pocket that you know I do struggle with with these things and you know some sometimes people wear their pride on their sleeve right like look at me look at my accomplishments look at how great I am I think that as a society in Western culture we would all be a hell of a lot better off if we were able to be more open and honest with each other and wear to a certain extent where our emotions on our sleeves. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife has been working um, with a brand company out of LA and there's this artist named Kenny Scharf. And he does these amazing spray paint um, artistry. He's been doing it for years and years, like um, back in the 70s and stuff. And he's done an entire um, gallery and it's called Emotions. And there, and I'll put a link to his stuff in the show notes as well because it's really cool. Um, but there are all these like we're all familiar with the yellow happy face. Well, he's taken it to an, uh, the next level and literally spray painted faces with every emotion you could possibly think of, from one end of the spectrum to the other. And just in looking at the art, you can find where you're at. And it's it's a pretty incredible experience just from a visual standpoint. Um, I kind of went off on a little bit of a tangent there. But 
I just kind of thought, I don't know if we all had one of these little Kenny Scharf things. Everybody yeah. would know, like, you know what, I'm just, yeah. I'm a bit down today. Right. I'm a bit blue. Yeah. Maybe I could use a cheesy Clint joke. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Put a smile on my face. Lift me up a little totally. bit, right? Um, or I'm having a fantastic day. You're not. Mm-hmm. You know, come and chat because I have more energy to give. Right? Yes. And being able to have those Imagine exchanges. a Kenny Scharf shirt that actually tapped into your real emotions and showed it on the on the surface of that shirt it would probably not not be the same as what your face is at. Mm. I think oh absolutely a lot of people, you know they shield that like like you said Robin Williams shielded probably a majority of his life yep. I, I I actually uh, listened to his podcast probably about a month before Robin Williams passed and I was like whoa like that's not Robin Williams like he was like he was down and he was he was he was low and I was like whoa who is this guy like that's not the guy that I see and I'm like oh, something's going on there and it's funny how the mask that we put out and it's so it's so hard it it expends so much energy it just think about he at the end it's almost like relief like I've been doing this for so long I'm so so down on myself and I'm masking it's like double edge and it's it's so beautiful to see the vulnerability when you do get to that point where you do actually make that step to be vulnerable, to do, to, to step out and say, I have, I have a problem. I, you know, I'm, there's something going on that I don't, that's not working for me. Even it's if not, you don't understand it. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. just something. And that vulnerability is, is just, it's so freaking powerful. And I mean, I, I used to fake my, uh, I used to fake it. I know Rob, I, I know Robin Williams, and I know how I was, and um, and I was faking it. Like I, I lost my son f- four years ago, and um, and for the longest time, I was like coming out of it. I was just like, yeah, I got I got to move on. I got to be with my life. I got to I got to get my life back, and then and so I can so I can be whole again. And that just doesn't work. It doesn't work because inside it was torn up inside. And, and I wasn't even be able to speak his name. His name was Caius. I wasn't able to speak his name without just becoming a puddle. And uh, that's not workable. It's not workable for me and what I want to express when it comes to his history and when I want to speak about him and he, that he was here. And uh, it, it, I mean, it's okay to, have, and it's okay to be emotional, but it, it was just workable for me to be able to remember, remember him and, um, and just, it wasn't, I wasn't whole. And now um, coming, and I, I deal with this daily. It's not like I, I, like I have my bath and in that place I talk to him and, and I go to a, this vulnerable place and, and listen to my podcast or whatever. And it's, it's, it, it's something I got to do for the rest of my life. And it's, I'm not, upset about it it's like that's what I got to do uh, to be to be me to be the authentic me that I need to be and to be there for others mm-hmm. uh, and it gives me the strength to be there for others through my vulnerability through that like puddle that I become I become stronger as a human uh, by going there and that's and I think that maybe could resonate with people listening is when they're in this darkness this this bad bad place that just feels ugly and not whole and just you can't you don't you can't describe it it just it's just sucks the word sucks is good for that 
And uh, it's just knowing that your battle with this and getting past it is going to be like you said that you know with uh dealing with your friend's suicide and uh i'm sorry i'm, I'm for those of you listening i'm pointing to, to mel <laughs> not pointing i'm using jazz hands um but it's it's like that that's the that's the real impressive thing that's this you can really impress yourself by making that phone call and by making that phone call or text or anything reaching out saying i got something going on that's the impressive part to me and then when i did it and it was a long journey to and it still is uh my journey but uh it, i tell you it's just it's it's what makes me strong it's yeah. awesome i think that like has so much kudos to like you clint because vulnerability almost had this like somehow got tied to the synonym of weakness i think in yeah. society and those that are vulnerable have the utmost strength um, I have ever seen to say, I'm not okay. I need to open up about this. That's not weak. That takes a lot of courage. That takes a lot of confidence to have. And I know it's hard. You know, if you haven't been able to do it yet, is it because it's something weak and you can just, you know, do any day? No, it's because it takes a lot of strength and it's it can be scary. Um, I think it's Brene it's Brown scary. or something to say, you know, the, the best way to get rid a rid of shame around something is to say, I have shame of this, to call it out. I have shame around, you know, talking about my struggle right now and feeling like I'm in a really dark place because everyone thinks I have it together. And for, for me, it was really scary to open up to some people because I thought I was going to lose somehow friends and family to say, you know, I had this almost, again, this label on me that was Mel has it together. Mel is strong. Mel can do this. And I was like, I'm really not feeling it. And now year. and now you're spending all your time trying to live up to uh, external yeah. expectations. Absolutely. Lots and I was energy. like, they're not going to accept me anymore because who am I going to be? You know, am I, I going to be weak Mel? Am I going to be suffering Mel? What, whatever it is. And I was like, I don't want to be known for that. And the opposite happened. And it just was something to me I, I was so grateful for. But no one told me before. There was no, no one that shared the story. Or, or I'm sure there's people that shared it, but I never got to hear it because it wasn't common enough to know that hey you're not going to be judged well, we're, we're, be so, judged. we're socialized as, as children yeah. yes. to suck it up walk it off right you know yeah. boys don't cry oh. all the rest of this stuff and i'm sure growing up in saudi arabia for yes. you um that's a whole different ball game for, for a woman growing up in saudi arabia than a girl growing up here in canada um, or even men growing up here in Canada, for that for that matter, um, and you know, just being forced into a situation where you, now you've spent the first ten years of your life being told, "Don't show emotion. You're not allowed to do this. That's bad. That's wrong." And now all of a sudden, you're an adult, and you have these emotions, and you're like. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. I, I, I'm running out of room. I've been shoving this stuff down for so many years. Where can I put it now? Yes, yeah. and it collects, yeah. it collects interest. Yeah. I have to have something. It collects and, and it massive does collect interest, interest over yeah. time. It's, it's, it's hard, and it's hard. That's what I'm just going to say. It is hard. If you think this is like... You know, you're listening to us right now, and you know we've all said, "Hey, we've we've struggled with 
mental health, right? It's like we've had our ups and downs and however you want to define mental health, right? It's it's interesting because so many of us can define physical health like that. Yeah. I just snapped my fingers. I don't know if you could hear that, but um, it's quick. And um, I'm usually really bad at snapping my fingers too. So that was a good one. That was great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but ask someone to define mental health and how many of us are like, oh, well, um, shoot. Uh, it, what is it? And, fingerprint. Right, absolutely. And it's, it's so if I can't even define it, how do I know that I'm, I'm fitting in there with something, right? And then let alone how do I work to, um, you know, start to overcome with it or deal with it or cope with it better. Um, it, it, it's, it's hard. And the, the thing, though, is all of us have the strength in us. Even if you're feeling I'm in a really low spot right now, you know, take that step, acknowledge it, and know it's okay to be there, um, and and reach out or um, to whoever you can, um, and do that. Whether it's in your impress yourself step, right? Like one of you guys said it really well, where that impress yourself may just be picking up the phone or sending that text to someone, saying, "Hey, can we go for coffee? I'd love to connect. I'm feeling really lonely, um, and I got to share it with someone." And those really great people in your life, I promise you, will stick around. Um, in that, no matter what your identity is to them or where you think you stand, um, you know, if someone were to introduce you at a party and they're like, hey, this is Clint, he's got all the great jokes, he's always like chippers, most optimistic guy I know, whatever it is, and you're scared of losing that, um, that that's not ripped from you when you have another side. You can have a m- multiple factors to yourself. We're human beings. We, we aren't supposed to be, I only get two labels in life, right? You, you get plenty and you can always change them too which is really cool if you've had a sticker put on you saying i am mel and i'm an ultra marathon runner and if down the road i ever got injured and i couldn't run ultra marathons anymore or i didn't want to i'm still mel right i just may take that sticker off and change it with something else and i deserve to do that i deserve to have that and and those that are really great people in my network will stick around through that because they're not, you know, connected to me just because I, I run ultra marathons or I hope not. And if they are, well, it's a great filter for me to get those people in my life and replace it with people that are here for me, regardless of what that looks like or what I'm going through. I was working with a coach recently and um, through this mastermind group and uh, the topic of filtering people in and out of life. Um, was was a pretty hot topic there for a little while. And one of the group members used an analogy of think of life as, as your, your own theater. And some people deserve to be in the front row. Some people deserve to be in the back row. And you need to, you know, be able to kind of take your time and figure out who those people are and what row in your theater they deserve to be in. And sometimes people, yeah, they deserve to be in the front row. And sometimes those very same people, they deserve to be in the back row. Doesn't mean you have to get them out of your life completely. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they're family. Sometimes they're really close friends that you've grown up with. But recognizing some of those relationships that might not be serving you yeah. 100% at this point in time mm-hmm. can be hugely beneficial in being able to cope and dig yourself out of 
dark places and really be able to show some vulnerability because maybe it's maybe it's a parent or a family member that has always been the strong and I'm, I'm going to use masculine as, as an example because you know it's something people can relate to that you're not allowed to show emotion so you constantly hold those emotions inside because you're not allowed to be vulnerable around that person yeah well maybe it's time that person ends up in the back row for a little while mm-hmm. don't talk to them every day mm-hmm. maybe once a month maybe once a week if you if it's you know unavoidable unavoidable but limit your exposure to those people and just see how things can change. There's the Will Smith. I just saw a video of Will Smith. Defend your light with your life, and that's that's a good way of putting it. It's just your light. Don't let it be dimmed by others. Um, I mean, you can you can kind of put them in a box. Like if it's you know in a sense that they're you know that they're going to come in and they're going to try and dim your light, and you just know okay. And you don't have to let it, that happen as well. You know, you just can, understand that's on them. Yeah, that's yes. their limit. That's, that's not your limit. Mm-hmm. So but it's like the, when you guys are talking, I was thinking, we, we, do we forget we're humans along the way? Like we just forget we're human. We're like, and what is what is human? People don't even know the definition of what is human, and uh, it's it's just like that. We're all we're all in it together, and we're all we're all basically thinking the same thing it's like the co- the cosmic joke from from landmark it was just, i'm not going to get into landmark but the cosmic joke is uh so imagine yourself in a in an elevator and you uh, you're in the elevator and you close your eyes and and you think what's 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 going on what's the first thing you think it's like what what are they thinking about what are they thinking about and imagine they're all everybody in the elevator is doing the same thing they're all closing their eyes and thinking about each other. Basically, that's all you're thinking about. Like it's like, what are they thinking about me? What are they thinking about me? Everyone's thinking about what other people are thinking of them. It's just like, if you realize that that's what everybody's thinking, then why are you so afraid? Everyone's thinking about what other everybody else is thinking. So don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Be yourself. Be authentic. Because you know what? We're all we're all thinking about what other people's thinking and you can free yourself from that and just be and let that let that happen and you know and you can help people with that as well but it just seems like it's so so self-limiting to be just thinking about what other people are thinking and putting on a show because i think that they think that i I should be doing this it's like just be authentic and be you and it, I mean, it's really hard to do. Yeah. It's not like, okay, no, be yourself. There, Go. There, now. There's, there's, it's not, it's not there's work involved. There's, there's work involved. There's work sure. involved. It's, but not, it's, it's not like it's a switch. It's fun work. It really is the fun, the fun uh, part of your life. The closer you become yourself, the closer you get to being authentically you, you start to feel free, you start to shake it, all those cobwebs of like, and then you start to feel, one of the cool things about being authentic is you start to remember things about your childhood, which is wild. You start to think about the things you liked when you were a kid, and you're like, oh, I still like those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because you're still you, right? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. You're not somebody else. You're still you. You're still, the, you're still that person. Yes, you've had some experiences along the way you've learned, but I'm Clint. I've been Clint the whole my whole life. You know, it's funny, like that 
that it's just, that's to me is funny. It's yeah. so interesting how you said even like it's, it is hard. Like we've all said that, but one tool I to use for myself is what would you tell a friend? You know, whatever the narrative is in my head, picture you're with a friend right now, a really good friend and or a family member, whoever you really trust and say that they voice to you everything that you're thinking or you're going through yourself. What would you tell that friend? And usually it's a lot more positive or a lot more supportive than the, what we're telling ourselves when we look in the mirror. Absolutely. It's like, how are you going yeah. through this? You're strong. Like, this is pathetic, whatever it is. But if a friend came up to you and shared the exact same thing that's going on, what would you tell that friend? Start taking that exact same narrative and speaking it to yourself yeah. because you do deserve it. Self-talk. Exactly. And it, it's why do we do it? Why do why are we harder on ourselves? And a lot of times it comes to, you know, this self-worth thing. Like, do I deserve to be happy? Do I deserve to um, be able to voice this? Do I deserve to be my authentic self, whether people want to be around that or not or support it or not? Yeah, yes, you do. Absolutely. But it's this thing, I think, across society, because I've struggled with it myself too, is, you know, gaining that back, gaining that back of, hey, I I do have that self-worth and I, I, I do deserve this. And it's, I'm, you know, some days you're f- not feeling it um, and you have those. And that's the thing is this is a journey. It's not a checkbox. It's you get through it and some may find that discouraging. I think I went through um, with one of my coaches one time. I was like, okay, yeah, once I get to the finish line, then I can like sit back and enjoy. <laughs> and the, the part about that though is I'll use running, for example, because I, I guess I kind of like it. And, um, I hope so. Just a little bit, right? And uh, <laughs> Otherwise, do you need a friend? We need to talk. Right? <laughs> exactly. And totally. And it's so, you know, if I spend nine months training for an ultramarathon and I get to race day and I'm at that start line and all of a sudden, I'll use an example. Um, I was racing the Patagonia down in southern Chile, and the, it was blizzarding. The course just went to crap. Um, my leg seized up that morning. It was just like kind of this catapult of like unfortunate events. And I had so much weight on that single day that everything in training was just working to that single day. And, you know, I was just kind of thinking of that the whole time and not really enjoying my whole training in that journey of experience that after that I had a really hard time. I was like in like a, a low place because I was like, oh, like that was a bust. But what I switched my mindset to next time was whatever happens, I'm not gonna put all my weight on a 24 hour period because that just doesn't make sense. I'm gonna enjoy the training and this journey to that point. Um, and then whatever happens that day, I'm gonna make the best of it. But it putting all of my eggs in one basket and saying, okay, whether I had a good time or not, it's going to depend on this, regardless of the nine months prior. Um, and I'm not going to enjoy that. And I'm hoping that I'm going to cash in on my enjoyment on this one day because I'm going to do great or the brace is going to be perfect. I start realizing really quickly it doesn't work that way. you got to enjoy the journey and you'll get to the finish line of stuff. But the great thing about not hitting finish lines and having this it seemed daunting to me. I was like, what do you mean? I'll never check, check the checkbox. I'll never get to the finish line. I can sit back and relax. I was like, wow, that's scary. And I'm a type A person. Like, you know, if you do Enneagram, I'm a type eight, like achiever and a challenger. So like for me, I was like, I can't comprehend this. But the beauty of that is you have so much growth and opportunity to 
keep doing stuff and, and, and growing because I'm not hitting a finish line. It's like, okay, well, you're done in life working on that. And it's like, okay, well, now what? And that's not the case. It's, you know, you get to the beauty about there's never really an end finish line is you can always continually to improve. You can always continually work on that. Growth and is always yourself. an option. It's always an option. There's actually never a glass ceiling and there's beauty in that versus it shouldn't be daunting. Um, and that took me a while to wrap my head around because I was like, oh, I just want to like hit it and then be done with it. And I was like, that's not the way it works, Mel. And instead of looking at that as a negative thing, that's actually a really amazing thing. It's because you don't have a limit now. You can keep going. And, and I was like, oh. growth is one of the, one of the six essential human needs, mm-hmm. right? And most people carry growth at a lower than those other needs. So when you're able to shift to a point where growth is one of those top two human needs, the sky's the limit because that you're always striving to grow and learn. And when our minds and our bodies are stimulated with new information and new interaction, we're, we end up in a happy place. We're, we're just meaning machines. We're just like, just create meaning and, and we're never really going to have control of it. You're not going to have control over your meaning machine. You just think of this is the, oh, this means this, this means this. I didn't do this because, because of this and all this stuff. And it's always uh, cause and effect. And you're, you're stuck in this world of, uh, uh, you, you have no control. It's just, it did this because of this. It did this because of this. And if you're in that meaning machine, you will never have control because everything means something. But um, when you're aware of it, the awareness is where the power is. It's like, I can't just, like, if I'm feeling down, I can't go to my brain, okay, feel happy now. Okay, good, <laughs> done. You don't have control. You do not. Your your self-talk is going to go. It's going to go. It does. Just be aware that that's what's happening. And that is in the place of where you can shift. You can't necessarily control it all the time, but you can shift it, especially when you're getting close to like a medit- why meditation is so great. because you can get close to that place of in your self-talk and just have the power to maneuver it a little bit. And that's, I think, a t- different story altogether. But um, that just being aware of your, your little meaning machine taking you for a ride and going, okay, Come on, buddy. Or, and I think that that speaks directly mm-hmm. to Mel's tool of, is this the truth? Yeah. So when the voice starts up, being aware that what it's is, the voice, it's what not my it? voice, it's not your voice, it's the you? voice. Yeah. Is this true? Is what this voice saying to me is true? And then if it's not, then you've now acknowledged it, and you can and you can shift your perspective. Yeah, and and just yeah, or real like true or real like is is it real it's not real it's that's your your self-talk that's your that's not real and when you know that it's not real then anything's possible out of that like you can you can accomplish so much more when you're free of it going oh this crazy guy's talking again wow wow really i'm thinking about that right now Hmm. Uh -uh. let's go and it's funny how uh you people majority i think of the world is left there they're left to in a place where they're not free of it they have and their meaning of a meeting it's like they're 
they're thinking their self-talk is going this place and then they go oh my self-talk's doing this that means this and so it's a meaning of a meaning and there's keeps going meaning of a meaning of a meaning of meaning and then you're down 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 and then you're lost and uh one of the things it's a small small story when it comes to meaning um because it doesn't matter whether you're aware of it either it'll still happen right uh i was golfing with uh easier to go down the rabbit hole when you're not aware of it Mm -hmm. numb it out yeah so uh i was golfing with this guy and i was i'm not a scratch i'm a hacker i'm but I can get hot, and if if I kind of get into a zone, I never had any any lessons or whatever. And I'm golfing with this guy golfs almost every day, like throughout his last twenty years, right? So he's solid, consistent, and I am beating him nine holes in. I'm beating him. I'm like, I'm feeling good. Meaning machine starts in, and I go, wait, I'm aware of this meaning machine. Stop. Stop, meaning machine, stop, 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 saying stop, saying it. I actually think I said it out loud. <laughs> so I go to the 10th hole and line it up, and I'm like, stop, and shoo, shank one, way right. And, uh, and now my meaning machines takes flight because I turn, and I look into my buddy's eyes, and he kind of gives a look like, there he is, you know, there's my hacker friend. Great. Not anything's not possible anymore. I am a hacker, right? That's where my meaning goes. I didn't, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of did get back into the the place. You know, you get there probably with running. Get in the zone where it's just like there's nothing. There's no self talk. It's just nothing. Close to and I kind of mm-hmm. got back to that place, and I tied him in the end. So I was very proud of myself. I had some. I felt impressed uh, when I tied him. That I it would. But the best part of that wasn't the front nine. It was my ability to tap back in to that zone and not let it go all to shit. And it really is just being happy with being on the course and playing golf. How long have you been working on on that ability, uh, that that, that bit of awareness to be able to get to a point where you can recognize it and shift inside of nine holes of golf? Because that's where the work is, right? And and I'm guessing that, that didn't come overnight. No, I think it, it 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 did actually. Sadly, it did because that's. Uh, uh, I don't think I'd be as who the, who I am today without the trauma of losing my my son all of a sudden, like it was just in the night, and with that extreme horrible thing, it's it's like you can go one way or the other. I feel with with. Uh, now, there's so many different ways you can go with morning. I shouldn't say that. With morning, you can go. It's another, it's another fingerprint. Morning is another fingerprint. But there is kind of a, 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 a line in the sand. It's like the way you look at life out of that kind of trauma, I think, is you either continue, you'll take everything hard uh, coming out of it. You'll take like light things, like if I, this falls on the ground and it breaks, this glass falls down on the ground and breaks. And you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so stupid. Oh, geez, this glass, I'm so sorry, everybody. Jeez, you know, clean it up. Oh, and your self-talk is horrible. And, and it's, even, it's even magnified. Oh, and I lost, you know, and I lost my child. You know, like, and it's magnified. And I lost my child. Uh, and I feel so bad. Or it's like, 
that falls and is like, <laughs> that don't compare, man. That don't compare. Hey, so, hey, sorry about the glass. But inside, I'm going, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me. Like getting into a car accident or something that doesn't, like, that, that I'm not injured in or whatever and everything's fine. I'm like, jeez, I leave that behind. I'm cool, man. But it takes a long time to get there, obviously. But nothing compares to losing a child. You know, like to me, it's just, it's just so. And, and that's, and that's the work I was, I was referring yeah. to. If yeah. Between that devastating point and being able to turn your golf game around by just being yeah. able to acknowledge it, it. there's there's a lot of work in between those two in, in between those two points and that's where um being able to reach out for support listening to you know obviously podcasts like this finding resources out there that um that are abundant now and you know i couldn't be happier with the amount of resources focused around um you know highlighting and spotlighting the conversation on um, the overall mental well-being of the world at large. But I yes. do have to say before, it doesn't have to be a loss of a child or a loss of a loved one or a major, major traumatic issue. It it could be, you. It could be anything. It could be something. It's got you to the same traumatic place in your life. And do not compare. Do not compare your your stuff to anybody else's. Your stuff is your stuff. You are you. And I like that's I find myself when I do tell my story having to say that like and there's people that have gone through comparatively by society way worse stuff than I've gone through. Right. So it's not like I try to say to people just don't go there. It's not it's not a, it's not going to help to compare, you know, uh, maybe a story helps. Maybe my story helps, but don't compare yourself to, to, to my story just because it could be. It's as simple as a broken arm and that traumatic experience of having a broken arm it just that story of it and it's just it's all it's it's followed you everyone's pain scale is different right like your event here maybe you know a 10 out of 10 on your pain scale and again like you said someone's broken arm you know affected them so much in life that that was like a 10 out of 10 yeah. for them too and it's like you everyone has a right to share their story totally and you bring so much value and you give permission to others to do the same and that's the thing is when I become vulnerable when I start you know shining my light to the full potential I give others around me now the permission to do the same right and hopefully you're you know beginning to inspire and, and motivate others but by holding yourself back you also, you know, start doing that to your whole group around you too. Um, and it's not something, you know, that's a weight on you and, and you need to take ownership of, but it's a really beautiful thing when you start stepping into that zone of vulnerability and working on this stuff and sharing your story. You start to see those around you follow suit. And that is so cool. That is so cool that you bring your strength and it starts to feed off and give others around you the strength to do the same and that permission to do the same because it is scary. And, you know, to everyone that's gone into that point of saying, hey, you know, I do need to speak out. This is what's going on for me. And I reach out to help and I start working on it. Huge kudos to you. And to those that are thinking about it, kudos to you even too right and listening to this podcast or if you start to dabble into it like even that is a step in itself yeah. too it's like 
give yourself that pat on the back for the steps and just keep going, keep pushing through because, you know, like Clint said in your question, it's, it's, it is a journey. I mean, we all even here have much more to learn about ourselves. Like it is, we're so complex 100%. too. Like we're simple, but we're complex. And yeah. like, we got to watch these like synonyms of, I think a lot of people think simple means easy and it's not simple can be it. You need to reach out and, and connect with someone, whether it's, you know, a counselor, a therapist, a friend, a family member, uh, um, you know, a help hotline. That is a simple thing to say. It doesn't mean it's easy. And so in life and also, you know, complex stuff doesn't mean you're going to get a better result either. That's something I like fell into when I was younger was I thought complex meant more result at the end, right? The, mm-hmm. the harder it is, the more complex it is. I'm going to get a better return um, mm-hmm. of it. And it didn't, <laughs> it turned out not to be true, right? And I've got multiple examples of that. But the real takeaway at the end was, you know, simplicity also can give you really great results too. Um, and it starts just this snowball effect. You reach out to one person and you see, hey, whoa, I impressed myself there. That wasn't so bad. And, or, you know, maybe it was scary, but I did it. I did that. What else can I do that I thought a week ago I couldn't do like this step? A week ago, I didn't think I could reach out to someone. No freaking way. You know, this morning I didn't think I could do it. But I just did it. Okay. Well, what else was I telling myself that, again, isn't true that I could do even by this afternoon or this week? What, like, that's cool, right? Start tapping into it. And now you're providing yourself with the proof that you need to continue to grow. Exactly. That positive reinforcement, you know, put your, give that growth to yourself, give yourself that opportunity and that ability to have that um, because it's just going to start again, snowballing things. It'll start being this positive reinforcement. You're like, okay, cool. Okay. What else, what else could I do? And you're like, when I ran my first run, it was, I had a three week heads up I'd never done a race in my life, and it was, you're running a marathon up Mount Robson in BC, and I was like, Ugh. Up Mount Robson? Yes. Oh. Right. So it was, um, but I did it. I didn't think I could, but I, I did it, and I instantly thought, holy smokes, what else can I do? And I was like, you know, 100 kilometers was the run after that. I was done in California, born to run, and I was like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> like, that was hard, but okay, let's, let's go for it. And I did it. And I was like, whoa, what else could I do? Like, and, and that just started going and it's, you know, allowed me to grow to the stage. And it doesn't mean that you're always going up, 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 up. You're, I've had plenty of times where I've had to take three steps back, right? I've, you know, have failed. But there's beauty in failure too. There's beauty in, you know, I almost... Opportunity to learn. So much opportunity to learn and so much like... And to work through that, like, okay, like Clint's story of the golf thing, I shanked one to, like, the right, you could call it, like, if you wanted to find that as a failure or whatever you want to call it, but he didn't allow that to be like, okay, well, that's it, and that's the way I'm ending here. It's like, okay, cool, so here's an opportunity to grow. Here's an opportunity to challenge myself and figure out and work some brain muscles of how I can not let that define me and say, okay, cool. It happened. Exactly. It doesn't become a defining moment in your life. No. That's like all of a sudden, okay, I've tied my entire personality to this 
one exactly thing. this one moment right and it, if you say if you lost a job during 2020 that doesn't mean you're a failure by any means it doesn't mean now all of a sudden you're a bad friend you're you know a bad mom or dad or, or sister or brother like don't don't let it creep into and leach into all these aspects of your life because it's not true and you know hold on to that stuff and just you know sometimes you got to look at stuff at face value first say okay this happened and what does this mean to me and if you look at the word emotion it has motion in it like get it in motion whether it's I need to tap into my emotion by talking about it like that motion of speaking about it or I need to go and work out what like let it flow by shoving it down like we were talking about earlier like you're not letting this emotion move it's supposed to move like you know and experience it you know see what it does to you like if you gotta have a good cry sesh i mean man do it freaking just go for it have it like get it out and and know it's okay to do that like you're supposed to do that you're born with tear ducts for a reason right <laughs> so it's you know use them when you when you gotta um it's you know there's so much to it and it's this again this journey of it all and and there's so much beauty in it and there's so much hardship in it too i'm not gonna lie like i'm not gonna say oh it's smooth sailing you just started then like Mm -hmm. from there but in those hard opportunities those are the things where i've almost gone the most from too um so look at those like hey this is actually exciting like when you think of a time you failed before and if you look at it a lot of times we would say i would not take back that experience right i would not take back this hardship experience and that doesn't go for everything in life but think of a few and so then why are you scared of hardship to come because when you I look at some of them I'm like I took a lot from that I took a lot of benefits from that and so you know I'm, just changing, I'm not as scared changing the perspective a little bit exactly I'm not yeah. as scared as the ones to come because I know there's going to be some sort of silver lining in it even if I can't see it right away even if I can't see it in a year you know, there's going to be something I can I can awesome. grab from it. And I think on that note, we can really sum it up to um, vulnerability is strength. Mm-hmm. Reach out. Um, there will be um, some links to a number of the things and organizations that we've talked about today in the show notes. So if you're listening and you're like, you know, what does the CMHA do? Um, I'll figure out the actual name of the app that was developed in Kelowna and put a link to it here so I don't butcher what it's called again. Um, but we'll make sure that those resources are readily available for anybody that uh, may be listening and uh, they can uh, utilize them to however they would like. Um, I just had a couple, uh, just one quick question for each of you before we uh, before we shut things down here. What are two things that yeah. you've done to combat the isolation that we've seen in the last year? Uh, I'm lucky. I get to spend time with my family. I have two wonderful kids and, and their wonderful mother, and I get to hang out with them. So <laughs> I, I have not had a tough time with this. Uh, so, um, But I would say working out is... I've been a little bit more aware of it, but I'm super aware of it, but I've even been more aware of it in a sense because uh, I miss I, I miss my friends. I do. I'm super social, so I miss, I miss being around my friends, and I don't go against the grain. I do stay away, 
but from my friends. I do stay away from my friends. Uh, so I just kind of like work out and uh, think about them. Focus on the family? Yeah, family and friends. And Mel? Um, I think the overarching thing for me would be this advice of pivot, don't pause. So because you can't do things the way you could before or, you know, go see friends. Like I'm a hugger. And so not being able to hug people right now is just like, ugh. Um, luckily, I have a very cute dog that loves hugs. So uh, she's just been drowned in them lately. But uh, <laughs> My son, poor, poor thing. It's like, yeah, that's enough, enough, mom. Piss off. Um, but, you know, pivot, don't pause. So maybe your whole life you've been able to, you know, work out the same way or go to this, like, fitness studio or, or whatever it is. Don't say because like, I can't go there anymore. I need to just pause, like pivot it, mm-hmm. like go find it, uh, get your home gym going on, go for a run or a walk, you know, whatever it is. But, and that's just in like physical fitness. It may be the same way for, I used to be able to go see my mom every Sunday and go have coffee with her. And now I can't, that doesn't mean I don't talk to my mom anymore. Maybe it's we FaceTime now, like have this adaptability and this way to pivot right now because I know it's tough. I know change is hard for humans, even when it's positive change. Mm. It's just, you know, sometimes you just don't like it. Um, but now is the time to start, you know, just integrating it in your life. So don't use this thing of because I can't do it the way I once was able to before, I'm not going to do it at all. Um, just find a different means of, of doing it and that adaptability and, and pivot uh, right now. Awesome. Now, if um, you had one book that you could recommend to friends, family, somebody listening, what would it be? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, oh, so Clint, smart. You, You're so you. smart. Just, <laughs> I, I just read one. so much. I'm so smart. Just one book. Just one? Can you come back to me, Clint? Clint do you uh, have one? The Art of Contentment. It stayed with me. For, I've read it twice and it stayed with me for so long. Art of Contentment. Uh, there's there's actually several books Art of Contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost the book, so I forget the author. That's all but, right. Uh, it I mean the premise is pretty similar throughout all the books. It's uh, this one was more in line with uh, the guy was interviewed the Dalai Lama and followed kind of a Buddhist pattern, but then took it away from religion. So it was like contentment. Yeah, oh, so beautiful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. So the Art of Contentment. Okay, um, my one turned to three, so I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> it's also, they're all great. So um, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Holiday um, makes some amazing books. Um, the Daily Stoic is, the is Daily one of my Stoic favorites. Yeah. It's so good. There's a really great journal he makes of that. Um, it's a good, just, I would highly recommend it to everyone. I almost read it once a year. Um, just for there's so much in it that I take from based on where I'm at in life at that time. Um, you Are a Badass um, by Jen, Jen Sincero. Sincero. Yeah. Um, if you don't like reading and that's your excuse right now, haha, I've caught you because her audiobook on Audible is amazing. I They're promise hilarious. you it's not monotone. It's her reading it and it, and it feels like it's a conversation with someone across the table from We used you. to have it on, like we used to have some books out here that we would lend yeah. clients and... You that, are a badass was one of them. Oh, it's yeah. so good. So, yes, if you don't like reading, grab it on audio, um, Audible. Um, it's really great. You can listen to it in the car while you're walking your dog, whatever it is. You, like, don't have an excuse for it. Um, last one is, um, I just started reading this recently, um, The Power of Now. 
Um, I'm really liking it uh, with Eckhart Tolle. Oh, I read, I read that. Um, and that's a really great one too. Just yeah, I think we've spoken a lot about you know that meaning machine that Clint talked about, and just being the present and just you know that it's the present moment. That's all you can live in right now, and that's all Fantastic. you can't go back to the past. So, cool, three. excellent. Well, I got to thank you guys again for spending your morning with us here at the spa, and um, we look forward to having you back again. And yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks again. Great. Thanks for having thank us. You. Bye. Thanks for listening right to the end. This was a bit of a long one, but with such great stories and shares, we didn't want to cut any of it out. We have a list of the resources in the show notes to the organizations and examples that we shared, so you can check them out. To follow our guests, you can find them on Instagram, at Clint Pratch, and at MelMel65. If you need someone to reach out to, know that you can always reach out. Just fire us a DM. My personal Instagram is at RecoverySpaGuy. If you'd like to learn more about the Recovery Spa and how we help people to unwind, to recharge, and to be the best version of themselves using state-of-the-art technology, you can find us at therecoveryspa.ca or on Instagram and Facebook at The Recovery Spa. We'll see you on the next episode. If you sign up for our newsletter online, you'll get email reminders when we launch our podcasts. See you soon.